0: And I felt like we needed to lift you up even more because on social media, people were very, very
1: harsh to you. How did that make you feel? When you are getting so much negativity, it's like you can't breathe. And it took me back to a friend of mine who had committed suicide when they was getting bullied so much, being young and gay when their parents put them out. The straight world didn't accept them. The gay world didn't accept them. So they just ended it because they didn't feel like they belonged. And at that point in time, I felt like I didn't belong. Well. Wow. So it was was hard, but I just ate a lot of food and a lot of hot sauce, and... (laughs) I am glad you did get through it. I'm glad you're here. Listen, for seven
0: seasons, RuPaul's Drag Race has been one of the most popular shows on social media. But recently, there's been a shift with more and more comments having a darker tone. But like my mom always said, You know, unless them bitches is paying your bills, you pay them bitches no mind.
1: So I feel like this is a very interesting clip of the week for a very joyful reunion uh, otherwise. But this is kind of eerie to look back on because it only got worse. And in, in terms of, you know, the fan behavior. And I thought that we could start our... Reunion, kind of retrospective discussion of season seven uh, with this clip. So what are your thoughts, Colin? Uh,
0: Well, I mean, I guess my
1: first thought with um,
0: sort of the way she's talking about it, of you know, well, the comments have gotten a little darker and, you know, you just got to, you know, pay them bitches no mind. And I there's a part of me that feels like, wow, thanks. I'm cured. You know, like, it's just. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that all? (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, you know? it certainly—it
1: certainly was. Uh, it seemed like just like a quick talking point, like how yeah. do you discuss this in literally 15 seconds, right? So, yeah. I, you know, how do you uh, take it on? Uh, I'm glad that they gave it some airtime. Granted, it wasn't a lot of airtime, but it, it was, I think, the only time that they did this on the show right where they actually addressed the fourth wall
0: yeah i don't know i mean i think that'd be something to look at in the future like live reunions is to kind of see how this comes up again or if it comes up at all i think i think they address it i mean when i think of like the fourth wall i think of like the season 11 reunion and you know evie oddly saying like well we're filming a tv show we're not here to have side conversations i think there's a mm-hmm. little bit of that there but i think it's different Um,
1: Uh, You know, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, season 10, the Vixen, certainly, you know, I think she brought up uh, that fourth wall and the optics and things like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, you know, which is certainly uh, in this conversation, not necessarily about the fans. Uh, And then with that, oh, I'm I'm, here. I go. Uh, Aja. Girls, about what's my weakness? Favorite. Drag race references. <laughs> <laughs> Open up like 7-Eleven really. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but Aja also talking about fan favorite.
0: Yeah, yeah, certainly. I mean, I think that's like things get more meta. And that's something to think about as we go into season 12 of – how meta it's getting! I think in season eleven, like I think of Brooklyn Heights looking into the camera, having mm. that kind of like, oh, everyone's fighting around me, and I'm a child of divorce yeah. kind of reaction. The, the John uh,
1: Krasinski in the Office. Yes, yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. How many how many times are people Jim Halperting on Drag Race? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a it it allows for a very funny moment. Um, back to this clip, I I thought it was very interesting that RuPaul is pointing the actions to take not on the fans but on the queens saying well yeah you know there's some really dark shit out there and this is what you have to do as opposed to addressing the fans and saying stop it
0: yeah and you know what to me that feels very unbrand for RuPaul to not like RuPaul has also said like I don't talk to idiots I don't talk to stupid people mm, you know okay, and, right. and I think it's a it's a it's a very valid point and I think it's like really if those people are going to be so vitriolic on Twitter then RuPaul saying something at the reunion is not going to make a difference and so it's like what fire can you fight you know and you can you can address your own response to it that you know you can control
1: yeah that's uh, that's a really great point. I also think it's on brand for Rupaul because uh, it's very capitalist, right? It's like well, mm-hmm. they're paying uh, they're they're paying into the show, they're watching the show. So in a way, I don't necessarily want them to stop watching the show.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's you know uh, that's the other part of it, right is that these are also the people who a lot of times they're they're shit talking Fifi, but they're buying Sharon's merch, you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. these are not people who are just the people who are kind of like broad-scale hating the show, I'm thinking of like, you know, religious extremists or something. They're not participating. They're not even really watching it. You know, it, it's it's oh, more no. of just yeah. like a sidelines criticism. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. But that's like the dark underbelly of it, right? Like that's like the sweatshops making iPhones underbelly of it is that like these trolls are also paying fans. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Ugh. Weird, uh, you know. I thought it was interesting the choice of words, of a darker tone, um, in terms of the you know the tweets, the hate that Jasmine was getting. Because uh, I do remember this being a thing, and how awful it was for Jasmine I mean, on the show. Who I has become a treasure, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that she really, uh, you know, Tyra certainly got a lot of hate in her time, mm. and um, but it was just different. It was just a different landscape. It was a smaller show, but uh, yeah, Jasmine, it felt like. I think where Rue says, like, oh, we, we've we reached a turning point. I think that was very true and very, it's kind of, as you said, kind of eerie because it really was. And it's gotten worse and it's gotten more aggressive. and um, But I think it's also become more spoken about. I think we're kind of saying, like, oh, well, at least she made some talking point about it on the show. But I think the number of contestants and queens and just people in general who are addressing this and, invalidating this kind of behavior, I think is, um, that's grown as well, you know, and I think that that's really important.
1: Yeah, that's grown. The behavior of the queens on the show, I think, has become more aware of it, because obviously season eight was filmed after this was filmed, uh, or was filmed before it was aired, sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, So no real changes in terms of the queens' behavior, but I think we talked last week about season nine being Kind of, you know, hands across the world, we're all sisters, kind of thing. Um, the the one thing I think that is interesting about RuPaul's kind of use of the word darker tone, uh, it's kind of punny, right? Uh, yeah, and it's, uh, it's an understatement, um, and they're kind of pussyfooting around that it was racist bullshit that was yeah. spewed at her. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's interesting. I mean, kind of what what gets addressed or what lens things are seen through. Um, from rupaul's point of view from rupaul's public point of view i should say uh and i don't know i i think it's a i have to imagine that there is a there is a lot of decision making on the word choice you know that like there were people who are like okay how do we say this in a way that doesn't bring the whole show down mm. and is specific enough you know like there's this is not random you know and i don't i don't know i think that I don't know just because we're on the cusp of season 12 i keep thinking of it in that lens of like that's all shifted too like this is kind of i don't think there's pussyfooting happening so much in these seasons i think season 11 has been more frank conversation season 12 i think will be Mm -hmm. uh like i i think there's i think with that shift that rupaul was talking about i think that that happened on the show as well so um i don't know in a lot of ways it's like it feels naive to say oh there's just a darker tone but it also feels like that was as much as they could say at the time
1: yeah yeah uh when was this this was 2015 15 15, yeah yeah uh before the election you know i mean
0: that's uh... i think a difference i mean i think that'd be crazy for i feel like when we'll talk about it with the season 12 you know meet the queens and everything but like that's totally informing like the production of these seasons post election.
1: Oh yeah, I know with the with uh, the color scheme and mm-hmm. and all of that. Uh, you know, I think it was Kuda Lacorn posted on Twitter. Oh yeah. Uh, I I love the, you know, the, the 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 colors of season 12 and then he posted the picture of Drag Race Thailand season 2. <laughs> it was the yeah, the color it,
0: scheme. <laughs> seriously, it was uh it was so great to see season two of Drag Race Thailand, but competing in Dracula season three. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. <laughs> On Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Angela Anang with spiders all over her tits, you know?
1: <laughs> oh, could you imagine? <laughs>
0: yes, I could, and I love it. <laughs>
1: And I love my leg. And I'm um, going to
0: love my leg.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do. I, I can't wait to talk about uh, the season 12 promo and talk yeah. about some of the discussions that are happening around season 12 and... Uh, the Dragula connections and the uh, non-trans contestants that are, you know, not on the show, uh, or trans uh, contestants that are not on the show, Um, and uh, just all of that, the color schemes, and and what we have to look forward to celebrating the queens that are on the show. Uh, It's going to be a fun discussion. We'll we'll record that in a couple of days. I think we want to just kind of let some of it sit.
0: Yeah, I think we'll we'll release it. When people have this episode, they'll have that episode. Yeah, exactly. exactly. They're just seeing a peek behind the red, white, and blue curtain.
1: (laughs) The meat curtain, if you will. Yeah, if you Uh, will. The flap. And I won't. And I won't, yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway, Mary, uh, let's jump into this. I think rather joyous reunion, but before we do, let's tell our Marys what they are listening to.
0: Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary.
1: All right, Mary.
0: All right, Mary. Uh, I don't really know what that voice is, but I'm just trying it out every week, Uh, which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this beady, beady TV show.
1: I'm Johnny, and um, I didn't think we were going to be locked up so much.
0: Yeah, and I'm Colin, and um, you can call me Jan. (laughs) Just Jan.
1: Sure, Jan. Sure, Jan.
0: (laughs) I mean... Oh, the
1: erasure. (laughs) The
0: erasure, I know, I know. Oh,
1: Uh, drag name. The drag name game is like some of the best parts of introducing a performer and so it's it's, oh man brita filter it's like okay now it's just brita yeah
0: now it's just yeah now it's just now it's just like a a a television news reporter from new zealand Uh, (laughs) brita that's what i see just a a tense blonde woman in auckland staring into a teleprompter
1: uh, and then Jan. I mean, it's so interesting, right? When you. T- I'm sorry. We're totally going into season twelve here, but when you take away Jan's last name, there, it, like all of the personality. And I don't mm-hmm. really mean this, but just the name, it. The, the smile, the smirk goes away. Yes.
0: Yeah. And it. And it seems like she's like you know, that, that she'd be doing a night with Busted Queen. It's like, please welcome mm. Busted and Jan, you know? Yeah, it's just, Jan. it's very Patty and Selma, yeah. <laughs> And I love that, by the way, but it's just, oh, sure. yes. it's not, yes. it's not true. Um, I don't think anyone's terribly disappointed that the season 12 discussion is leaking into the season seven reunion discussion. No, no. Um, <laughs> if that's, if that's any indication of how much I have to say about the season seven reunion. Uh, oh, I see. <laughs> I mean, it was a good episode. It was fine. Uh, I, my, I guess to, to, cause we'll do all the season 12 talk in the season 12 episode. Um, my biggest takeaway from this was just the continued new lens in which I see Pearl through. And mm. I felt so like, like for example, watching her musical number and it was like, this is so no pun intended. This is so tired, you know, like why couldn't they have done a song called Da, you know?
1: Right. Right. Sleepwalker. It sounded yeah. like, and I can't, I still can't pronounce her first name. R- Rose Roseanne Murphy oh, oh, oh
0: Terrible Rashawn Royce I know Damn it <laughs> Yeah, um, Yeah, the worst Yeah, yeah Irish Marys yeah. Irish Marys yeah. Help us out <laughs> Yeah It's like Rashawn uh, Or something like that
1: Oh god No people are Reading us for filth Right now Russian um, <laughs> yeah. Royzen. Yeah, yeah.
0: Rashida <laughs> It's Rashida Jones I love Yes
1: it's Roseanne Barr. Um. It's Roseanne Barr. <laughs> it's Rosanna Arquette. Um, I mean, it wasn't a bad song, but yeah, it, it the whole the whole brand of Pearl being forced upon us by the editors is in retrospect is now so obvious. Yeah. And it even it even came out when they were talking to Pearl, right? It was it wasn't a bad performance. I thought she was fine. And I also recognize that this really isn't Pearl's strength, right? She's doing yeah. all of this as this Stepford Rue girl because the producers are like, well, do you want to win? And she's just fulfilling the brief. She's doing what she can to be, you know, professional and be fine, uh, which, you know, I I commend. And But I think it really came out when Michelle was talking to Pearl and how proud she is to see her journey. And, you know, no shade to Michelle because I know Michelle is part of the, the story and the machine, but I think they all know that this isn't Pearl's thing and that Pearl's journey is really this producer's lens that they're forcing upon us. And so, you know, I, I have this, this problem with the curse of Pearl thing that they put on. And granted, I don't remember if that was an actual thing, uh, that people talked about. Do you remember?
0: No, I, I think maybe on Reddit, there was probably some like Nancy Drewing about it, but it, it doesn't feel like it feels like much ado about nothing because they're mm. ignoring like Pearl's real story.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, I did like, we got another come out of your shell. Oh, uh, and I, and then I loved, it
0: was like, when Ross was like, Oh, look what you did there. Oh, and <laughs> like they had this little cute moment and that was nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, certainly when Michelle said, you know, when you started, you had a real bad attitude. And I, <laughs> I just don't think that was the case. I just no. think that, like, when you go back to Pearl's, like, elevator pitch on Pearl, that she's this robot Stepford wife bitch, it, and and that there's, like, I, I think what we also see is that she's got a couple of defects, you know? Like, I think that Pearl face, I feel like it's, like, it's, uh, it's sort of like in the Stepford Wives when um, – when she stabs her friend at the end, when she, and she's like, mm. I just wanted to make you coffee. I just wanted right. to make coffee. And I feel like that's a little bit of what Pearl is. And it just came off as, as dead behind the eyes. But I think if you kind of accept Pearl's explanation and then watch it through that lens, it's like, oh, oh, I get this. Yeah, this whole thing isn't really your gig, but you know who you are.
1: Right, right. She does know who she is. She's been drawing who she is for a while, you know? Yeah which I thought was cool. I, I also yeah. thought it was interesting how RuPaul spun the, do I have something on my face? And that kind of became a bit as opposed to a moment that was actually pretty tense. Right.
0: Well, and what I appreciated was that when Ru brought up the curse of Pearl thing and then Pearl said, well, you didn't go away. And, right. and I just, uh, I, that was like the real Pearl coming through and yes. it was just <laughs> not going to play the stupid game. <laughs> It was great. I I really came out. I think that's one of my favorite takeaways from this season up until the end was just how interesting Pearl was and mm, how underappreciated. Yeah. yeah, and she got and and she was underappreciated and misunderstood and I think um yeah, it was nice to kind of it was sort of like when I did season 2 and I like totally turned around we both t- sort of totally turned around on Tyra and we're like, "Oh yeah, mm. she was great." I it's nice to kind of take away something positive.
1: Oh, yeah, Pearl, come out of your shell. Come out of her Um, shell. I can't. I can't stop doing that. I just love it. Um, (laughs) So uh, one thing I did notice, uh, just a a quick little overview of the reunion, is how clothed the go-go boys were and how not clothed the pit crew was oh, in the audience oh, and how it fucking was so, weird that was. <laughs> it was so weird. It
0: was like, would you, would you let them wear some something
1: crazy to me? That's Come on. Me. They're just <laughs> sitting
0: there. You can't even see their just in case underpants, you know?
1: <laughs> I mean, in a way I understand it because they're also in drag. Right. Yes. Yes.
0: Certainly. But those dancers, as soon as they came out the first time, they came shooting out like confetti guns, and I was just like, "Oh God, no!" Not with the violent dancing. Enough yeah,
1: violent dancing. I With know the you violent would love
0: dancing, it. Yeah, I hate it. I it's love it. practically yeah. air guitar.
1: <laughs> um, I also took note of RuPaul commenting on Michelle's breasts. You brought the girls. Yeah. Uh, which, in retrospect, is just very interesting when we talk about you know the journey of. Michelle's breasts on Drag Race, right? How, yeah, they're always they're always referenced,
0: right? Well, and I think that like it that kind of goes in line with sort of the evolution of Michelle Visage. You know, I think just in general, I think about I think about like early episodes of What's the Tea and and Michelle wanting to kind of grow and branch out, and and I don't know, maybe having a feeling of like, yeah, I don't know, like she's what else is she going to do and like Rue just being like you got to just you know you need to do this and do that and now she's doing it and she's so much more than like the second banana with the boobs you know and i think that's um i and i think while her role on the show is like the tough aunt you know tough judge is is fixed i that's another thing i'm interested in in terms of like the evolution is is michelle is a little bit more of a human being on the panel now than Mm. than this caricature you know
1: And how much of that, though, is promoted on the show versus off the show, though? Because I still think on the show they're not really, uh, I don't know, shaping out her character. She's still very much a caricature as this kind of... You know, tough aunt. Whereas off the show, we know because of what's the tea and and whatnot that actually she is a, a really great advocate and ally for the queens during the tour. She, de- you know, she's huge in the UK. Uh, she was on Celebrity Big Brother, right? And uh, you know is. Pitching all of these shows out there, which I think is really exciting. Um, you know, went very far on Strictly. So th- there's a lot that's happening off the show that I don't know if the casual fan notices.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, I mean, again, I'm certainly not a casual fan, you know, because we have a podcast about it, but I. I feel like Michelle has gotten a little softer and maybe that's where I'm seeing a little more humanity is she's not so hard on the girls. And I think that's probably also in line with social media and, Mm. um, and getting feedback as well. But I think that she's less prone to just do like a nasty glare at someone and more wants to kind of um, give love, even if it's tough love, you know,
1: tough love. Yeah. I, I wonder if that has to do with All-Stars 2 and Adore.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, I think that's that's a certainly a turning point. I, Michelle, you know, we can do a real deep dive on, like, the trajectory of Michelle through the whole series.
1: Yeah, totally. You know, you know at first she looked a lot like Merle Ginsburg. you know? Well, she
0: did, you know, <laughs> and it, it was kind of like on Family Matters when they kind of changed. All of a sudden, Judy went upstairs and never came back down, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, or um uh the Becky uh And yeah, Roseanne? Yeah she she's the second Becky. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's her ch- name
1: Becky? Is yes. it oh no, I'm no, thinking no. of Aunt Becky, Lori Loughlin. Aunt, Aunt
0: Becky. It's um yeah. Oh I'm blanking on her name.
1: Jackie, Aunt Jackie.
0: Aunt Jackie, it is Becky. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: no, Becky, yeah, Becky is the the oldest sister.
0: Yes. That's the yes, one they changed right. out for Sarah Chalk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, man. Uh, anyway, um, uh, yeah, so uh, Michelle, I you know, I, I always enjoy Michelle. I thought she was adorable when she came out for Miss Congeniality with yeah. Ben. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a nice little wink to their – how they look alike. Yeah,
0: um, and I think she, she did some kind of wig change, and I feel like her hair – and I only know this because, obviously, because this is a moment that I remember often, is I think it's the same hair she had. In the neon episode of season eight when she pointed at chi chi and said what are you doing out here in a bathing suit no corset and a bell <laughs>
1: you you <laughs> in that moment yeah, i love you it in that moment mary There is <laughs>
0: nothing more pleasing than not stumbling over what are you doing out here in a bathing suit no corset and a bell <laughs> there's so many bees you know
1: uh, i know i still can't say it I still it's can't so say
0: hard it. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Um, yeah, I, I guess we could talk about um, Ginger. Ginger's a very interesting person in this reunion because you forget how much energy was behind Ginger going into this back when it aired because obviously she was going up against Violet and Pearl. And, you know, Pearl and Violet had many, many fans, obviously. But there was me, myself included, and many others that were pulling for Ginger because she was, quote-unquote, the adult in the room, the experienced one, comedy mixed with glamour, and they thought that she kind of had the whole package, and she also got one of the most emotional moments of this reunion.
0: Yeah, that was, you know, it it felt very genuine. I think, you know, we talked a lot last week about Ginger as a pageant girl and, and, you know, kind of trying to fight for congeniality and and you know fight for her reputation and and you could kind of paint ginger in the lens of being fake and i definitely did not see that in this reunion i thought it was very real i thought it was a very um like yeah genuinely powerful moment and kind of an earned powerful moment i appreciated it when you think in the context of like here she is like sitting in front of all of this whole auditorium of people. It looks like she has little robot feet. Yes, I noticed that too. (laughs) Like all of that, you know. RuPaul's turned away from her so that she's facing the camera. (laughs) You know, when you think of all of the machinations of it, it's like, oh, how are you going to get organic out of this? But (laughs) it still felt like a real moment, you know.
1: Oh, God. No, When I mean, it's very emotional Mm -hmm. to to hear that and to know that that was – probably that ginger didn't know like ginger probably didn't see that video
0: yeah i i wonder i always wonder with these because obviously we've seen this other seasons how what the process is how do they get in touch with them without the queen knowing like what's Mm. how did how does all of that from like a production standpoint happen
1: right yeah yeah who knows uh how much of it is like hey, this would be really great for your son. This, you know, like how mm-hmm. much of it is producer prompted to be right. like, you, you actually, this is a good thing to do, you know, or how much is actually genuine of like, hey, I do want to say this because I did hear on the show and that's not true, blah, 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 you know?
0: Yeah, right. I mean, I yeah, I don't know how how it happens. I like, I was thinking about how it's like a, clearly it's a Skype conversation that they're having with a producer, and they're mm-hmm. having a conversation with them, and they're doing probably the same things that they do with the Talking Heads with the Queens. You know, is yeah, like right. It, it's the same thing of getting people to open up, and then they just you know they pull from that. So they film it. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think of uh, the Hunger Games when. They, they manipulate Katniss, essentially. They bring Katniss to District, District 12, I think she's in, District, uh, yeah, District 10, District 11, 12. Yeah. Um, and they bring her there, and it's raised. And then uh, they just point the cameras oh. on her, and they're like, go. And she's super raw and emotional. And it's, you know, it, it, granted, it's all genuine from her standpoint, but the moment is very uh, constructed.
0: Certainly, they're going to use this genuine moment to, and then plump it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah um, exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah, and you know, not for nothing, Ginger got John Waters' endorsement, which is very exciting.
0: Yeah, who was the one from season 12 where it was like, you um, know, insert Queen's name, you're my favorite, <laughs> I hope you win. Do you remember who that was? Yes,
1: I, I think it was for... I think it was for Brooklyn. Wasn't it like yeah. Kelly Clarkson or something? No, it
0: was someone it was someone else. I wish Mary's help us out. It's, who was the one it was Katy Perry, I think.
1: Oh, it was Katy Perry. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 Which
1: we had a moment kind of like that with Patty LaBelle. I mean, I, I love Patty LaBelle. I'm sure it was nice, but it was very awkward where she, in a very kind of seemingly like monotone voice, just says Thank you for always looking like Patty LaBelle at my concerts. I love you. Right. And then it was weird.
0: It's well, you know, some of these videos, it's like they clearly don't know who these people are and they haven't watched the show and it's kind of it's kinda of like when you go to a funeral where the priest definitely doesn't know the deceased and he's oh. just like oh, Helen man. was a woman, you know? <laughs>
1: Uh, and her nieces and nephews are very sad to see, and and
0: and, and, her, and her family is not afraid of emotion.
1: Um, she loves life. She loves yeah.
0: life. She she owned a purple dress
1: that she'll be wearing for eternity. That she must have
0: liked. Purple must be her color. But luckily, we put enough makeup on her that she can't tell.
1: Yeah, you know, and I think the other thing that makes those videos weird is, and this is such a nuance, and maybe you could parse it out for me, but the angle of the camera, she's, like, looking down into oh, the camera, it's, so it's, it's, it's almost the, like she's on the toilet, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, weird.
0: <laughs> it's always it's always the webcam, um, it's, uh, yeah, no one ever props it up on a phone book, you know, because <laughs> it makes a difference, and yeah. Yeah.
1: It certainly does. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you make of Ginger's, or Ginger's song? Not Sleepwalker, but it was this, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, poor gospel, too. Pray and Slay. Yeah. It was. <clears throat> I mean, I, it was fine. It was fun. It was. I, I, I think it was like, oh, 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 is this your brand? Okay. Like, because I felt like yeah, each that, of those songs. I was so confused. I didn't. Ahead. Yeah, I didn't realize that that was like Ginger's thing. Um, so it was a little bit different, um, but she did a great job with it. I mean, she, I, she did better than I would. I, I guess the only thing is like, that that dress was a little much to try to dance in, but I guess that goes with the piece, you know?
1: Yeah. And I don't know if it was like so much of a dance song as it was this energetic gospel tune, but again, yeah, I don't connect ginger with gospel music. And so... It was all, it was odd. It was odd to put the big girl in this big gospel number. You know, it seemed a little too um, inappropriate.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I I didn't think, I just thought it was kind of a, it was just sort of an out of left field choice. And whether she was dancing or moving around, it it looked like she was trying to keep a sleeping bag on while she was doing it. (laughs) Like, you know, like maybe she was hopping away, like if she was in a potato sack race, you know. And she, um,
1: so when when I watched it, I was like, I just kept hearing her say, "Let's get this over with." Oh yeah, from All
0: Stars Two, right? Yes. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. I I I don't know. I remember the first time I saw this, like back when you know when it first aired, and I feel like at this point. The editing had done its job of, like, by the top four episode, I was like, oh, yeah, Ginger's not winning this. And oh. I had, like, I was, like, still disappointed about Katya, and so I wasn't really attached to anyone. And so I was like, okay, well, clearly Violet's going to win this. And so I kind of went in knowing that Violet was going to win it.
1: Oh, and I, I thought I was like, Ginger's going to win it. It's got to be Ginger. It's got to be Ginger. I was so naive uh, oh. and really pulling for Ginger.
0: Yeah, I just um, – you know i had just assumed yeah i was like yeah at that point it, it seemed pretty obvious and i guess if you look at the performances hers felt like the winning performance if if you were, if the winner was judged by these three lip syncs hers was the winner
1: violets yeah oh completely violets was so she is a master of her craft
0: yeah Yeah, and and I think that the other part of it too, being like that, that was so on brand for her, and it had nothing to do necessarily with some dumb narrative she had on the show, and it wasn't like (laughs) Trixie's shoe or uh, uh, Ginger's shoehorned in little thing with you know, oh, all of a sudden she's a preacher. Um, It was like, oh, this is who Violet is. This is this is her thing, this is what she came in being. And I feel like that's a big part of winning is having this very clear, you know, identity. Mm. And so yeah. all of that shined through, like she was just all that came through, so to speak, uh, in, including <laughs> good, good, this performance. Good good oh, thanks. Yes, thanks. Thanks. Uh, yeah, <laughs>
1: thanks. 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 Um, I also want to give the best supporting actress to Violet's mom.
0: Oh yeah, she was, yeah, she was great. I liked her. I thought that that was a, It's always nice to see parents of queer folks like her.
1: Yeah. And giving advice to other parents, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Uh, I'm just like, okay, yeah, that's good. Keep Mm -hmm. that in there, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot more to say to to everybody than Kennedy's mom, who's just like, "Mm, I'm not looking to banter with you. Mm." I
1: noticed the same thing. I was like, oh, she is... She's yeah. actually not having this. Yeah,
0: I was like, no, this is someone I identify with. Right, Chicory? Audience participation, right? Awful. The worst. Yeah.
1: she's like, don't point me out. You didn't yeah. pick Kennedy to win. Yeah. Shut, up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Why Why do I want to talk to you?
1: <laughs> yeah, RuPaul was trying to have as much fun as she could, and yeah. Chicory was, you know, uh, not. <laughs> no,
0: she was not. Chicory goddamn Davenport.
1: Exactly. You know, uh, just going with Violet's little moment here, I, I just have to say, I, and I know many people don't, but I love Gia Gunn, and I loved even how she read the question, which I'd like to do a, a line reading of right now. What would you tell a teenager... Who wants to do drag but is afraid of how their family and friends will react?
0: Yeah, it's. She, she Gia guns the hell out of it. She Gia guns the engine.
1: I love her. I just. I I, I don't know what to say. I love. Well, I her. love that
0: after after Violet responds, Gia says, mm, okay, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, mm, that's good. Thanks. Like, Gia weighs in.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gia accepts. Yeah. G accepts. Yeah. yeah. That question. The question was interesting, um, and the response. I don't know how else they would have responded, uh, but yeah, do it in secret, and then maybe go in public and do it. Uh, is an uh, interesting non-response.
0: <laughs> it is. I mean, it's it. Uh, it's interesting. I rem- I think I remember feeling like that did hold some water, where it's like maybe there's a different way of looking at it, but I think there's something to be said for like doing drag in your room and like getting comfortable with seeing yourself in the mirror, looking like that, mm. you know, and like mm-hmm. accepting and like loving it on your own before you kind of ask the world to accept it or getting to that point where you're like, Nope, I love this. And I don't really care what the world says or whatever the process is. Like I, there was something about that that was surprisingly, uh, lucid. So yeah, I don't know what else you would suggest.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was very careful, I think, mm-hmm. to uh, the, the, the answer. Because obviously, you know, you don't want to give them the wrong advice. Right. Um, I, yeah. I, Just pay I them wondered... bitches no mind. They're <laughs> not paying your bills. What do That's you right. care? Right? Yeah. Right? Well, at the same time, parents usually are paying their bills. Well, so. yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but yeah, I thought, uh, I wondered what your thoughts were on how much screen time Mimi I'm first got in this episode.
0: Well, when I saw her in the audience, I thought, oh, oh, were we still, we still like her? We're still, (laughs) we're still good with her in 2015. When did she start? She was
1: on All Stars 1, right?
0: Yeah, but that was, that was years before. I mean, that was like 20 whatever, uh, 2012 or 2013. Um, yeah, I, I, who did she, she asked somebody a question. What was her?
1: Hers was too Violet. Uh, you know, um, uh i i can't even remember what the question was yeah um yeah yeah Uh, oh you know what it was it was uh did you vote who did you vote for for shadiest queen
0: oh see i don't even remember that i i must uh fast forwarded yeah i was (laughs) in some sort of temporary fugue state and just missed that one um so i guess i'm
1: third in the voting (laughs) yeah
0: i could not believe it yeah (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah, she was uh, right up front in every shot. Whenever yeah. they they asked a question, which I thought was very interesting, mm-hmm. um, just knowing her history on the show. Uh, so yeah, Mimi, I'm first. She she was.
0: <laughs> she was. She was. She was there. Uh, and I think at this point, and I feel like I'm not, I don't want to like dig up old bones, but the reason I'm being kind of salty about Mimi is, I think she was uh, getting a, a pretty bad reputation in Philadelphia. Um, oh, there's no question. For being yeah, a slime no. bag. So I kind yes. of feel like I don't need to tiptoe around that.
1: No, no, no. That's news. Okay. And it's public. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, slime bag. Slime bag Mimi. Mimi, yeah. I'm, you know, first in the slime bag. And yeah, I exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, speaking of. Mimi, I'm queens... the worst. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. Took me a second. I found it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. She's <laughs> like, flip, 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 found it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm proud of you, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: uh, you know, speaking of all of these other queens, I, I do have to say, just fresh off of AJ and the Queen, um, it's interesting to see this reunion. It kind of, all the cameos kind of felt like the cameos in AJ and the Queen. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, AJ and the Queen was very much a who's who friends with RuPaul still, you know?
0: Yeah. When, when they would show up at AJ and the Queen, there was that sense of like, oh, oh, there's Latrice. Oh, oh, there's whoever. It was, yeah. Like they, they kind of would pause on it for long enough. So you'd recognize it was one of the Queens.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. Totally. And some of them have, and I know you haven't watched the whole series yet, but some of them have substantial, like Ginger Minj has a substantial part Right? Oh, that's good. Oh, good. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, out of drag and spoiler alert then in drag, but, uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot of Queens with, with significant roles. Latrice mm-hmm. is one of them and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Katya is one of them. Is hers. Um, I
0: only saw the first two episodes. Does she have more to do than asking Rue one question? Cause I loved that. I just was hoping there was more.
1: Who Latrice? Katya. Oh no. Katya. Yes. Katya has a lot more to do.
0: <gasps> All right. I'll keep watching.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean not a lot like Lady Danger a lot, but uh it's you know, there's there's a significant portion of Katya being in the show. Yeah.
0: But wait, which queen is blind? I they never remind me. Anyway. <laughs> For, <no. laughs> I just wish they would make more references to her blindness.
1: Oh yeah, I wish that they would just make light of Everything that yeah. that person has to struggle with, yeah,
0: because yeah. she's an idiot.
1: <laughs> what a fucking idiot! <laughs> fucking laugh. Yeah, um, yeah. Just no, make, Mary, just Mary us fucking laugh, M- Mary. You've only seen two episodes. Yeah, I'm already
0: exhausted. It is
1: it. no, no. It is every single scene that it, he is in. Every single one.
0: It's so tired that that's yeah. why I can't keep watching is because I, I, it's, it's so it's tired. It's like, and not even from some like triggered snowflake place. It's just bad writing. It's, yeah. it's, that's what I can't bear is bad writing. Mm. It's like, come on y'all. I know collectively are better than this because I've seen it.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Michael Badger King, you know, I, uh, We'll we'll save that for our AJ and the Queen episodes, but I yes, we, we have lots to talk about. And you know, I think it's worth also separating the conversation on AJ and the Queen out between the characters, between RuPaul's performance, between Iggy's performance or Izzy's performance and the writing being another episode discussion and just kind of parsing it out because there are aspects of the show that are really really adorable and really sweet and I love a lot of the uh, supporting characters Uh, but you know then there's there's the conversation of the writing and there's a conversation of RuPaul's journey of acting throughout the show and how RuPaul's acting style responds to each individual episodes writing uh, or writer because the writers do change Mm. uh, which is interesting to think about Um, and, and, and yes some episodes are better I will say the last episode is great.
0: Okay, I mean, I obviously I'm going to keep watching it, but it's just like, you, it, it was just like, uh, I mean, it's like when is when is like the petulant kid thing going to stop? <laughs> what episode does that stop?
1: <laughs> it's it, it does it does subside very much. Um, I the the hospital episode, Marys that have seen it uh, is a wild ride. Uh, and you kind of have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. But the last episode, Mary, you're going to think of the last episode of The Comeback. Okay.
0: All right. I, you know, you, that's how you sell me on something. So, all right. Uh, yeah. Great. Great. Great, great, great. Well, we will obviously, I for our uh, – Matreons I think we were going to be doing some or at some point or live no we're doing them live we're doing them for Free Skate Mary's
1: we, yeah I think that discussion is still to be had and we yes. don't know I think everybody eventually will get access to them we just don't know when or you know yeah. whatever we'll, we'll we'll discuss it we have so many movies to do on Patreon, so it's kind of like well um, yeah. who knows and we maybe we'll release time. those over the summer but yeah we, we yeah. do have lots of time February 28th Mary yeah. Um. so uh, back to some of these queens the who's who uh of season seven, um, happy to see the cast back. I, I do have to say that that was part of the joy that was lost in the beginning of season seven was, you know, we lost Kasha Davis, we lost Candy Ho, we lost Jasmine, we lost uh, Fame, we lost Katya, we lost Trixie, so uh, I just, you know, it's always nice to see them back. Um, I This was a season without a real reunion, right? So there there was no room for drama, no room for tough questions. Um, So in in a sense, we didn't really get to dig in. Uh, It was kind of just quick slogans um, with each queen.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think um, it definitely cemented for me that okay, that's really what I took. Why I maybe didn't. Take away strong feelings of affection for season seven was that all the queens I liked all the reasons I was enjoying it kind of kept getting eliminated. So mm. um, I think if maybe I had gone into the season with the same appreciation I have now of Pearl, I might actually have a better time with it. Uh, right. I don't think right. that would excuse the fact that like she did not do well in the John Waters challenge. Like I don't think my opinion of that will ever change, but I understand it more. Um, yeah, and you know. I think
1: the change of untucked at the time was a little jarring. And now yeah. going back, we're like, oh, actually, I love this format.
0: Yes, yes. I felt like at first it was maybe a little too unedited. And now I'm like, I'm so grateful for something that's unedited, you know? Yeah, I love um, an uncut or, thing. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, uh, every once in a while, a little variety just keeps your skill set up so you can work all models. That's what I discovered when I studied abroad in Australia. <laughs> It's like, oh, this is new.
1: <laughs> this is
0: new. They have got anteaters down here. How do you,
1: how do you kiss an anteater? Oh God, Mary, come on. Well, oh, no, because so up,
0: tired. no, because up. In, no, because up and because up until that point. Uh, oh, you had an experience. I had an experience. That's all. Up until that point, because oh. I, I, I was like twenty, so I had like a, you know a, a few under my belt, and you know, all of them had turtlenecks on. You know, so it was like. This mm. was new. That's what I discovered in Australia. was:
1: Well, so you were you had like a lorelei in "Because I said so moment," where she's like, "Oh, well, you know, uncut's really in right now.
0: It w- I mean, it was in something. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it was in, it was out. it was oh. you know. <laughs>
1: good for you mary you well, get them that's
0: that's what you do when you're 21 and you go to australia for six yep. months yeah
1: young dumb and full of uncut hung yeah of- young <laughs> dumb
0: and full of potato jackets <laughs> all the penises had potato jackets on them <laughs> <laughs> and not actually not all of them i'd say it was a 50 50 which made it exciting you know you just oh, never okay yeah you never knew what you're gonna get
1: yeah, it was like a, a Happy Meal, right? You're like, yeah. oh, what's the toy going
0: to be? What's the toy going to be? What's it going to be? Ooh. Does it have a little it wind it a girl, up? Yeah. Is it a
1: girl toy or a boy yeah. toy? Oh, <laughs> God.
0: Can I? Do is you it, remember that? Oh, yes, God. because I remember thinking, oh, it, looking at a toy, thinking, is this androgynous, androgynous enough that I could assign it as a girl toy? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, could I make this character a girl because it doesn't look quite like a boy?
1: I mean, um, uh, can you imagine that happening today? I remember going through the drive-through of McDonald's with my mother, and the person at the window looking in the car to see which type of toy to put in the Happy Meal. That's yeah, that is something. That's crazy, right? It's I mean, it's a
0: it is a way to see the world, right? Of like, okay, quick decision. We have boy toys and girl toys. You know, like that's. I I think we are so we and I don't even mean like everyone in 2020 but like in our little paradigm so to speak like we're very used to people challenging that and questioning that and pushing that button but like Mm. in the 90s like no Toys R Us had a girl aisle and a boy aisle yeah Yeah. and nobody questioned it because no one had no one would have a reason to and so it's like in some ways like yeah of course I can picture it I remember it it made sense at the time
1: Oh, God. Like the the ingrained ideas that we don't even really wake up to until later, right? Yeah. Uh, and some I mean, of us don't. Some yeah. of us
0: don't. <laughs> and we were eating McDonald's, which in and of itself is, you know. Delicious, uh, is what delicious, you going to say. Delicious, Thank but you. certainly a, a, a troublesome foundation around the age of 14.
1: Yeah, well, not in Europe. McDonald's is very healthy in Europe, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep justifying it. Yeah. I'm just going to keep justifying (laughs)
0: it. Yeah, it's really healthy. It's, um,
1: Chicken fries. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Oh, let's talk about that. I love that we got that moment again. I have to say, and I don't know if I mentioned this last year, in uh, Tempest's first episode where she has that, uh, like, dark cloak look, right? Um, it, she's wearing that, like, uh-huh. black uh, cape action. Yeah,
0: yeah, when she's, like, the, the drag queen with the dragon tattoo, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It, oh, my God. It was very Chloe Seven Yee, Drew Droges.
0: Yeah, Drew. That's, I don't think that's how you pronounce his last name.
1: It's not Drew Droges?
0: I don't think it's Droges. No, I think it's, like, Drew Droge or something like that.
1: Oh well, Mary's... and I am not.
0: I am just telling you that because do you want someone on Twitter sending you like a Google pronunciation link? Because I don't need that kind of shame. Not in 2020.
1: Okay. Yes. No. Please. No. Uh, oh, not. I, I and you know what? what? I'm that probably
0: myself. wrong. So we'll, we'll get it one way or the other. But you know.
1: Oh, you love getting it one way or the other, don't you, Mary? Yeah. Yeah. I
0: guess so. <laughs> Are we talking about McDonald's Happy Meals? <laughs>
1: And the the toys? boy toy or the girl yeah, toy? Yeah, or... I'll take... Cut or yeah, uncut. What's it going to be? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> I mean, I remember, um, like, what kind of chicken nuggets will it be? Because back in the day, there was dark meat and white meat oh, chicken I nuggets. Know, I
1: know, I never ate the dark ones. Never. Oh, uh, yeah. Because you know why? Because my neighbor, Derek Johnston, told me that the dark chicken nuggets were eels. That's racist. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> no, they, he told me that they were eels, and I was Ugh. like, "Oh my god!" So yeah, I would rip them and look, and if they were, if it was like the the really disgusting bleached white meat, I would eat that Perfect. <laughs> instead yeah. of the
0: the bones, you know? <laughs> yeah, instead instead of the 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 gelatinous cartilage.
1: <laughs>
0: <Ugh>. <laughs> I mean. Listen, I'll still I'll I'll put away a twenty pack before the before anyone gets back in the car, but I know what I mean. Oh my god, I love
1: chicken McNuggets. You kidding me? You still eat uh, McDonald's chicken McNuggets?
0: I mean I haven't had them in a while, but if someone were to bring me chicken McNuggets, honey or sweet and sour sauce and barbecue sauce and fries and the diet coke, I would eat all of that.
1: <laughs> Good to know, Mary's if you're in Astoria. Stop by Collins Place. (laughs) Yeah,
0: just swing on by with a big old sack of McDonald's.
1: And that's Astoria, Queens, not Astoria, Portland. Just just so people know. Just so
0: you know and so that your grandchildren may know. (laughs)
1: um i i thought it was a cute moment between tempest and kennedy uh you know be nice to old people uh you know it was it was sweet that they went back to that moment uh and we got to see the really quote uh, yeah well and i
0: and i think in general it was sort of the most personality we got out of uh candy which was nice we i i thought i felt like when she was talking about how she grew up in Connecticut and she was a quote-unquote fake Puerto
1: Rican and all that, I thought, oh, this is look, – look at you. Look at you with a personality. I was – I liked that. so sweet. I mean I know that you have a lens of Candy Ho, but I love Candy Ho. I loved her on the show. I thought she did have a personality. I loved all of her quotes, uh, and I thought she shouldn't have gone home during that lip sync. So uh, I just that's all I have to say about that.
0: I feel – I just – I think that you're trying to, like, squeeze the cookie crumbs together to make one more cookie. There just wasn't enough to – we weren't getting much from candy. There
1: was. They weren't giving us enough, but we no. were getting what we could.
0: Yeah, candy as candente. That was my favorite, was, was being reminded <laughs> of that. Candy is hot. Candy is candente. I was like, well, I don't know what that means, but I love it. What does Caliente. that
1: mean? Caliente means hot.
0: Oh, I think – I guess because of the pronunciation, I heard candente, like – Hold on. Hold on. No. no. No, no, What am I holding on for? Uh, Are you I looking don't know. it up? I'm looking it up because I think it's a word. Oh, my oh, God. Okay, oh, my God. That's so funny. Um, well, <laughs> cadente is decaying, declining, going to ruin. <laughs> <laughs> How would it look at? Can I, okay, so it must have been caliente, and I just heard... I had white ears on, so I didn't know what Cadente, that... Yeah. I oh, mean, oh no, 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 Ho no, no. no. Is... I'm right. I'm right. I'm sorry. Uh, last minute. Get out this way, Ad. Candente means red hot or burning.
1: Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, Candy Ho is in the motherfucking dilapidated
0: Yes, is, it, is in the motherfucking <laughs> cadente Casa. <laughs> Um, Oh
1: God. Oh God. She's so, I just, I think she's a joy and I would go see her and I hear that she is like the sweetest little punch in person. So, um, yes. Candy Ho, work.
0: Work. Candy Ho. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: I, yes. Uh, the Max moment. I thought we had a real little moment from Max, which I thought was interesting. Um, kind of explaining that he's actually not a prude and being like, well, you know, I was sick of it for a moment. Right. And and he was basically saying like, he was basically, basically like they talked about this all the time and you caught me hating it for one moment. Mm -hmm. And now it's my story. So fuck you. And fuck you. (laughs) And yeah, fuck you. And fuck you. (laughs) That was great, Val.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was where Michael Patrick King wrote a really good line. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. I don't so, know what that
1: was, but I want yeah. more of it. <laughs>
0: I want more of it. I. That's a comeback reference, Mary, is just yes, cause, just right. in case. Thank I just you. feel like it's fair to put a little, like, by the way, not to be so inside baseball. Like, we're just deep-cut referencing the, the comeback season two, episode one. Uh, so, alocution. <laughs> yeah. Alocution. I thought that was cute. That moment was cute. But – kind of uncomfortable i don't know i i feel like i get the idea of like calling someone out for like i don't know Ugh, i'm kind of even rolling that back because i'm like i don't know rue you it's not that long ago doll is kind of a is you know what i mean like rue does little he rue has done the same thing in his own way that's all i'm gonna say i'm not necessarily defending max i just feel kind of uncomfortable with this sort of like ganging up thing that's all
1: yeah, that they that they chose to bring this to the reunion show and be like, hey, your fake-ass accent, remember? And mm-hmm. then Max was like, actually, it's not an accent. It's just how I talk. And and then they're like, fuck all that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. I, I just, like, I get it. Like, when people are being, I don't know. I just don't. There was something about all of that that made me feel weird and made me feel bad for Max. Because I was like, I, Max to me... I know that there was like, oh, that she could be shady and talk shit about people. But I just felt like overall, like this was maybe a queen to have a little more of kid gloves with. I, I also think Max was very supportive of Jaden and, and mm-hmm. Pearl and was like a great team leader. And I think that that's valid, too.
1: Yeah, you know, they, they did kind of mention that. They, they did discuss that. But yes, this was Max's last moment on Drag Race. And it was, you know, making her the buffoon.
0: Well, yeah. Right. And I, it just, and it made me think, huh, what happened to Max, you know? And, uh, I, I think in a lot of ways that, yeah, they, this edit, and I know we can't blame the edit, but this edit, uh, had a lot to do with that question of whatever happened to Max.
1: Mm. Uh, Yeah. Probably not coming back to all stars. You know what I mean, Mary?
0: Yeah. I don't see that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, Max has had a problematic edit all season, right? With the uh, the corset thing and yeah. all of that. Yeah. Yeah, fair, it, it's
0: fair. really strange. And I feel like what's bizarre about that is that Max was doing really well the first half of the season. Max won right. two challenges. Max had really interesting looks. Max was mm-hmm. giving them like good reality TV in terms of like, you know, doing great in group challenges, being a good team leader. Like she was she was doing all the things to be a strong contestant and I That'd be another sort of like behind the scenes question of like what was the decision had like to to turn it to such like a sour place, you know? Like what did Max yeah. do where you were like, "That's it. Get her Jade, you know.
1: Yeah, right. get her Jade. yeah, they, they, they were going to get her, um, mm-hmm. and they did. And they did. Um, I, I wonder, because we were talking earlier about Ginger and Ginger's dad, and I thought this was weird with Jaden. I, did they out Jaden as a drag queen to her mother? Or did Jaden's mother know already and they just didn't talk about it? What was the story? So uh,
0: Jaden's family knew that she did drag, but they didn't know or they didn't want to kind of connect the dots that Jaden was also gay. And I think we're oh. kind of holding on to the idea that, okay, well, this is what you do. But like you we still want you to like meet a nice girl and um i don't i'm that'd be another interesting conversation of like i think the way that Jaden's mother was saying like i know how it feels to be rejected and i'm not going to reject my child and i i think that that's different and more realistic than the i i love that you're gay like i don't think that she's necessarily like wrapping her arms around that but she's recognizing that like to shun Jaden for that would be um, a huge sacrifice, you know, like, I, and I think that that's true for a lot of people where their parents or families are like, you know, they're, they're never going to love the idea of it, but they're not going to kick them out because of it. And that's, it's interesting to see that represented.
1: Yeah, that's very true. I mean, the, her re- response is like, you know, we're just going to learn and go ahead and do what we do, which is love one another. You know, I think of my dad, and my mom framed it very well. She was like, John, the fact that you're gay points to not just who you love, but who you have sex with. And your dad doesn't want to think about any of his kids having sex. So it's, it, it, it's going to take him a little while to stop thinking about that. And 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 focus on you and who you are. Right. And and it, and she was right. She was very right.
0: Well, I'm sure. But then I'm <clears throat> then I'm thinking, so then when the stork delivered Leah and Sarah, I guess we all just accept that. Right. Like,
1: well, I mean, you're right. And he doesn't he has to get over that, too. Like, it, oh, my it, dad is is very. Is even that a problem up. that like, yes. that yeah. your sisters did, didn't
0: become nuns?
1: Right, yes, exactly. Yes, that's correct. He's wow. happy to have his granddaughters, absolutely. Right. And he doesn't want to think about how he got them.
0: <laughs> wow, that's.
1: <laughs> it's it's a, a, a Brooklynite, Italian, Catholic, raised in a really fucked up home type of situation. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a spicy meatball right there. <laughs>
1: I feel attacked. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's candente, Mary. That is candente. I'm,
1: I'm offended that you are making fun of my
0: ethnicity. I am. I am. And it's the erasure, you know, the yeah, erasure of it. Yeah. I need
1: something to be offended by. So You do,
0: because honestly, like, then if you weren't offended, what the hell else would you do with your day, right? I, I mean, don't that's, know. I don't yeah. know.
1: I, 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 I have no idea. You might now.
0: create something positive. I don't know.
1: Wouldn't that work? What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> We don't need more of that. Stop. <laughs> um, I think it's. I think it's worth noting that Trixie performing as RuPaul at the reunion. Oh God. Was a a foreshadow to her snatch game because RuPaul even said after Trixie performed it, RuPaul said, "Sashay away."
0: Yeah, oh, it was and, such an act one gun. It was great. Yeah,
1: and that's exactly what happened in All-Stars. Yeah. Except she didn't sashay away, but she did go to the bottom.
0: Yeah, like you could do an edit of of that moment and then the All-Stars 3 snatch game, and you could like splice these moments together. And right. it's like, Lee Dawson, where are you? Uh, yeah. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, it was- He I has was, an
1: OnlyFans, that's where he is. <laughs>
0: he's an OnlyFans now?
1: Did you miss this? Oh my God. No. Yes, he, is. he is an OnlyFans, and according to people that have paid the $9, he has not, he's only shown a little bit of the shaft. And I quote,
0: <laughs> That is, oh, Lee. Come on. Like, this is so unnecessary. Like, do it if you want to, but I don't. If you're going to do it, show the head at least. Come on. <laughs> That's all.
1: You know, I think it's a it's worth taking the Tim Kruger stance, which is, well, you know, I'm doing fine without fucking bareback, so I'm gonna keep fucking with a condom until I have to fuck bareback. Uh, so it's like Lee Dawson's gonna do all he can before you know now, then it's in demand, right? So uh, I, you know, it'll happen eventually, like Tim Kruger. Um, it'll happen eventually.
0: Yeah. You know, eventually people come to their senses and stop using condoms. No, I'm kidding. Um,
1: oh, stop it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm
0: kidding. Oh. Um,
1: <laughs> just God. take prep and get tested
0: regularly. So um,
1: that doesn't. OK, sorry. We're not having that
0: discussion. <laughs> well, condoms don't protect from STDs. So I uh, because who gives a blowjob with a condom? Uh,
1: I, I don't know. Some people, but you're prostitutes. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh You're right. because it's a yeah so uh anyway uh, <laughs> you know what else we could talk about speaking of hookers how much this episode was a dedication to Katya
1: oh i know and it was it was such a fan love letter because so many fans wanted Katya to win so we even got the fake out at the end where yeah. RuPaul says Katya's name it was i remember being like Oh God, this is a great bit. I didn't believe it, but I remember being like, "Oh God, this is a yeah. great
0: bit." Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's like once they sort of get to—I mean, even from the beginning, like how much the crowd roars when Katya comes out. But you know, when I think, I think when Kennedy says, "Oh, I think Katya would be—you know—the most likely person to go to All Stars 2. and then like, her, yeah. yeah, she condones that. Uh, and does not condemn her because she's not cadente, um, and that's what you do to something that's cadente—you condemn it. And I condone that behavior. We all learned something today. I do not today. endorse it. I do, I not, do endorse not endorse it. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so um, I feel like then a minute later she gets named Miss Congeniality. Then they do the finale and she gets pulled up for that, and it's it just becomes very clear that the biggest takeaway from season seven was Katya. And to the point that she was even the highlight of the, of the, of the crowning, because I, I do feel like at that point, I don't know, like that was, I guess to me, it was like, that was the only potential surprise. Otherwise I was just waiting for Violet to win.
1: Mm, yeah, no, I hear that. I definitely hear that. Uh, I Obviously she was going to win uh, Miss Congeniality. Um, we got to see... Uh, well, we're kind of skipping over Trixie and, well, no, we're kind of skipping over Kennedy. We talked about her mom, but I did love the love that RuPaul gave Kennedy, this idea mm-hmm. of, like, if you see her live, like, it will give you life. Trust. Yeah. Because it's true. Kennedy is a dynamite performer. She's been doing it, as Jasmine said, for years of VHS tapes. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah.
0: For as long as it has been that it'd be on a VHS tape. Yeah. For 10 years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I guess so. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I I think that that, I love when Rue has those like endorsements. You know, I think she's talked about seeing Delta work perform and like mm -hmm. seeing Jasmine and seeing Kennedy. Like it's it's nice when he can remember them and can remember them off the show, too. You know, like I think that really means something.
1: Right, exactly. Um, we got Bianca Del Rio clad in silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting, Bianca Del Rio, uh, a divisive queen in the fandom. Um, I, my advice is always, if, if you're offended by Bianca, don't go to her show because that's what she does. She just offends people and says really, you know, sometimes uh, very offensive things. And uh, if that is something that bothers you, then don't go. I feel like I don't go to a Bianca Del Rio show because she's just going to yell the whole time. Um, I don't think she's a bad person. I think she'd be lovely to hang out with. Um, And I know that she does a lot of work for, you know, the queer community, but uh, I know her shows would make me feel uncomfortable because she's ranting and yelling a lot. And it's very, you know, negative in that sense.
0: Well, I will say this. I did see her, um, whatever show it was right before I left Sacramento, I saw her perform and i may have been a little drunk but i had a great time and i and i was of the same mindset of you of like oh i think this is gonna be like too abrasive like too much i'm gonna feel like uncomfortable and i i came away from that realizing that i was like i needed to see the whole thing like i needed to experience the whole thing to get like the nuances and it was like okay yeah like there's definitely some of that and There are times where it's like, oh, Bianca, like you could. There's a better punchline than like you're stupid, you know. But there were elements of the of the performance where I was like, wow, this is this is Joan Rivers level good. This is really good. And um, so I, I don't know. That was um, a a surprise delight with Bianca because I tend to kind of feel like oh, this is a little too aggressive for me. But I really appreciated kind of what she does but i second what you're saying like if you're not into that then just don't go like it's very easy
1: yeah don't go i mean i know that there's a lot of discussions going on now amongst comedians that are getting canceled left and right and whatever for jokes especially as the internet you know can publish it in ink but uh you know what is off limits and what don't you joke about and comedians should be more creative and 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 work around it yada 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 and then there's the other side of it that's like everything is open season for a comedian it's my job and bianca takes that stance i think because you know the the, the most jarring clips i've seen of bianca are the rape jokes and it's like Ugh. i mean <laughs> yeah it's it's shocking right it's shocking and i think that's also um very eye opening um, and kind of worth it to see a comedian bomb with those jokes, right? It's like, mm-hmm. actually, yeah, those jokes are bombing for a reason. Um, and and that's the power of that that mic. But uh, yeah, it's just so unabashed that you wonder, you're like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I want to support this, you know?
0: And I think I hear that, and then I think that it sort of makes sense to me that drag performers or some you know like sort of drag in general as like an art form would would not only be responding to kind of the make america great again side of like america for example but also be responding to the hyper hyper liberalism and the hyper Mm -hmm. you know the the policing of words and and it's just another version of like telling you who you have to be or or how things have to be and i think that if we're going to go back to this narrative that drag is some kind of you know punk act of, of rebellion or that it can be right. Cause it can be a lot of things, but I think sure. if it can be a way to say like, to sort of take a norm and like totally fuck with it, then it makes sense to me that there's a queen like Bianca, well, that, that that there'd be a queen like the Vixen that has very much a like moving with the tides of social change kind of drag. And then having a queen like Bianca who is moving in a different direction or looking at it from a different angle. It's like, well, that makes sense. And, um, I feel like in some ways, like, drag has probably always had that variety where there's there's activist drag and then there's, like, fuck all this drag, you know?
1: Yeah, fuck all this drag. It, it, uh, anarchy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's interesting to think about that, uh, Bianca and her lens, this idea that actually I'm going to say what you're telling me not to say, just like I'm wearing a dress because so many people say, I can't wear a dress. Yeah. So if we're going to support somebody wearing a dress, it's like, well, I'm also creating the connection of, I can also say whatever I want to say and you can hate it or you can love it. Right. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to tell you to not hate it. uh, Right. It's that same thing. Uh, And it's risky. It is.
0: I think I, I always kind of appreciate Bob, the drag queen's point of view. And, and he said, I'm not going to tell anybody what they can and can't say. You can say whatever the fuck you want. You just have to be prepared to like accept the consequences of Mm -hmm. that, regardless of what they are. I think that's like that's really smart, and um, you know, I obviously there's so many nuances to all of this, but it it definitely feels there's something that doesn't feel totally kosher about uh, telling a drag queen, oh, you can't do that. You can't say that.
1: Right, because at the same time, it you can say that that's offensive. Oh my God, that's awful. Mm-hmm. That's not funny. Absolutely, say that. Yep. Say that, and the and the queen is going to to put that out there, right, for mm-hmm. you to respond to. Uh, it's yeah, uh, that's an interesting perspective that yeah. I have to kind of uh, let that. Um, What's what's the word? Marinate? I wanted to say yeah. I was gonna say remediate, but oh, that's like condone. Yeah, that sounds yeah.
0: That sounds like you have diarrhea and you need some remediate. Uh, yeah, ruminate. I
1: think yeah, ruminate. ruminate.
0: I well, and I think to put in the the bag of marinade, the seasoned shake is. Um, like how does that compare to like john waters and and how that was or could still be considered offensive you know and mm-hmm. yet we have like an appreciation for what that was doing so it's like yeah it's a it's an it's an interesting place that like not for nothing i think is like a really healthy way to respond to it if, like okay let me take all this in and then just like think about it versus like i'm not allowed to like that oh I you know what i mean like
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because it will lead into kind of some of the discussion that's happening around season 12, but it's like going to a Bianca Del Rio show, does that make you complicit with those jokes? No, it doesn't. It actually doesn't make you complicit. It makes you, you're actually learning, you're going to form your own opinion about something, Mm -hmm. or you're seeing multiple sides of things. And I respect people that are saying, I'm not going to watch season 12. And I'm like, oh yeah, more power to you. Like, that's going to speak volumes, right? But at the same time, if you do watch it, it doesn't make you anti-trans, does it? Yeah, I no, I don't. I
0: think that I... I There's somebody outside who seems to disagree with me. Um, <clears throat> I do not think that that... I think to, to draw that A to B connection is like such broad strokes. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is one i think i don't know i just think it's different i think um i don't i think that that's a really complicated situation when it comes to the fact that there's no trans performers on season 12 and i think that i that's another thing as we've talked about this episode from a production standpoint because that's what it comes down to is production was that part of the conversation how did the con- how did the decision get made in terms of like Clearly, there's some efforts to diversify where they're getting finding queens and queens you may not have you know even heard of, but like that had to be part of the conversation of representation in the cast and how do they have that conversation and how do they come to conclusions? I don't know how the do answer, they come to the con- yeah you know? how do they come
1: to the conclusion to cast five New York queens?
0: Yeah, yeah, and 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 it could I don't know I just feel like they get so many submissions like I want to say oh they just those five or five are the best but it. I don't know. I feel like every season and Dracula has proven this every season is an opportunity for, you know, to, uh, make a statement or to express a certain point of view or to expand a consciousness. Like they have that power with this platform. And so it does bear the question of like, huh, why, why so much of the same formula?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I think that, There's two ways to respond to it, right? And one way is to not watch the show. Another way is to watch the show and have conversations that are, you know, forward thinking of, hey, you know, let's promote this queen. Let's go Mm -hmm. to this queen's show or this performer's show. I shouldn't say queen, but this drag performer's show and go to these local shows and support those local queens um, and and, and lifting... Mm them up that way uh, so that they do have more followers and then when they are getting cast and I know followers is a thing when getting cast right that there is that there's some leverage there because I, I at the end of the day I think a lot of this might have to do with some more black and white as opposed to gray of like well Brita Filter has a huge following, so we're going to put Brita Filter on, you know, versus yeah. this trans performer who rarely gets cast in a drag review or, you know what I mean? And, and, and I don't mean to say that there are trans performers that don't have huge followings. There are. Um, but, uh, you know, it's all about how you go about the conversation because some of these people don't want uh, conflict and, and it sucks because uh, yeah. they, they, they can't have those difficult conversations yet because they have the power. Um, yeah. So we have to find another way to to create change. And, and uh, yeah, I, we'll have more to say on Sunday uh, when we record that episode. But, um, yeah. It's, yeah, I, and, just think it, I, yeah, go I was going to say,
0: I just a quick response on that is I, I agree that it is a lot of gray area because, and we'll talk about it, when we talk about the meet the queens but it's like then it's like if you're not going to watch it are we then invalidating who was cast on the show and like why why should they be looked at as like you know oh why do we have another one of them when we could have this you know like why that i i don't know if the solution is like well then i'm just gonna boycott the show and like fuck who did get cast in the show like there's more nuances to it right is like Mm -hmm. you know make whatever your decision it's also like i don't know
1: yeah, you can like one thing and be mad about another. Uh, right, for right. Sure. You
0: could still go yeah. to your local bar and, like, help keep it open by going to their Drag Race viewing party and not necessarily agree with the casting on the show. You know what I mean? Like, there's a yeah. lot of nuances here.
1: Yeah, it's hard. It, it certainly is hard. Something, something is about to pop, uh, and I do hope it happens soon um, and not in an ugly way. Uh, I do hope that the tide finally crashes right that there Mm -hmm. is a change Um, and I do have to say and I was going to save this for Sunday but I mean and I know that there's also gray and nuance to what I'm about to say but Sonique and Peppermint are trans they're drag race contestants and I think it's just worth noting and I know that they weren't perhaps considered visually by the show to be uh, you know Post-op or whatever it was But they are and always were trans And were cast on the show So I You know what I mean? So it's just kind of It, it seems a little invalidating To those performers Well and Gia you know Gunn I mean?
0: Gia Gunn who was cast Oh Gia Gunn as, of course Of course uh, Of course You know my an openly trans queen I feel like yes. They've already done it They've already done it They've already done it And the whole world didn't collapse So um, And she was an iconic part of the season Like come yeah, on Right It's right. I, You know when I think about like not, not that it's a one-to-one, but when you think about the – when a show like Dragula opens up its lens in terms of who – or has an open lens in terms of who they want to cast, the benefit we got from that. We got Landon Sider. We got Hollow Eve. We got these, like, iconic performers from the season. One won the whole fucking thing. The other one was, like, the meme king, queen, whatever, uh, emperor of the season. Like, if – they were only casting one type of drag performer. We would have never gotten to see either of them. So exactly. like, yeah, it's, it's just like an opportunity for like even better television, honestly.
1: Oh, I, I completely, we're on the same side here. We, Oh, I know. It, yeah. We yeah. want them to open it up. And at the same time, I, you know, thinking of GA gun, thinking of Sonic, thinking of peppermint, it's like, yeah, those are the examples for production mm-hmm. that, you know, here they are. Uh, yeah. Oh, also
0: Angela Nang, Candy Cyanide. You know, oh, like thank you. Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. One Drag uh, Race Thailand and was a runner-up. Like not right, for right. nothing. Not for nothing. It can uh, be JK done. J.K. Kamora. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: So so it's it's not like you haven't uh, put these folks on. Uh, you have, and you should continue to open it up and make a, a larger statement about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: take this opportunity and like, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't, if everything ties back to the guardian interview and I, I know that it's, you know, you harp on one thing someone said and brew feels that it was taken out of context, but whatever. Um, if you go, if everything comes back to that conversation in the infamous interview, if the concern was that the the wink and the nod of, of the whole thing is lost if it's not a man in drag, Like you've already proven that the magic of the show is not lost if you take away that factor. Like we already know that.
1: Exactly. Yeah, we already know. You know, it's interesting because I think about the Boulet brothers talking with Mm -hmm. Craig on Whimsically Volatile and them saying, Well, you know, we always wanted to have a diverse cast, and it we just we didn't get the submissions. Yeah. And I wonder if RuPaul's Drag Race it just doesn't have strong submissions yet. Like, I, I that's give, me giving the benefit of the doubt that the people actually, you know, applying for the show, perhaps. And again, I don't think this is necessarily true. I'm just, you know, spitballing sure. her. Sure. But what if some of the people that have been, some you know, some drag kings that applied to be on RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, didn't even think that they could be considered, so they didn't even put in the application. Well, that's right? what I
0: think is even more likely across the board was that these are performers who didn't think they'd be considered, uh, and and didn't you know? Yeah, didn't throw their hats in the ring. I I would have to imagine that they're yeah that this is not for, I don't know. I yeah I think it's I think if we're if Drag Race were to do what Drag what Drag Race Thailand did, where they made a really significant statement. At the point of casting, they're like, "I don't care where you're from or how you identify; you can apply." And they made a a big deal about yeah, it. Yeah, agreed. And and then we're able to represent that on the show. I think if RuPaul's Drag Race, which is an even bigger show, did that, oh my god, it would be that would be a real turning point for the show. That would be a great yeah. turning point for the show.
1: That's when it comes to like the idea of omission is betrayal, right? So mm-hmm. the fact that they are omitting that idea is betraying the community in a way it's like just say that just say that if you're not getting Mm -hmm. a diverse uh applicant pool you have to say you are looking for anybody right
0: right right exactly like at least you know if that is indeed the case right right yeah i mean obviously we we will you know continue to discuss this on the bonus episode uh, and then we'll tell all the people listening to the bonus episode that if they want even more season 12 talk go listen to the second half of the season 7 reunion recap
1: <laughs> that's right any Easter more thoughts egg. on this, on this <laughs> reunion Mary before we uh, end our season 7 recap
0: no I, uh, I'm i proud of us for doing season 7 I, I'm sorry we didn't get the Squirrel Friends back in for one more episode mm, but yeah. uh, you know maybe I'll bring it up on Best Supporting Podcast with Nick and that'll count but I uh I had a great time and I'm really like very excited that we have kind of an open schedule between now and season twelve. Uh I don't know. It's like fun to think about ooh, what are we gonna dive into next? So
1: Yeah. Ooh, dive into the the clear blue waters of Darien Lake, maybe. Hey,
0: I was nice to see her again too. I'll tell <laughs> I you what. Know. Yeah.
1: Non all stars, Darien yeah. Lake. <laughs>
0: right. Right. Just uh, you know. Just a simple Wait. puddle.
1: <laughs> yeah, arriving after the drugs, Darian Lake.
0: <laughs> yeah, she definitely seemed like she had arrived after the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> And I love God her for I that. I love her. I love yeah.
1: her. All right. Well, Marys, if you have any thoughts on Season 7, Reunion, Season 7 in general, you can reach out to us at All Right Mary on Twitter, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or www.tasteofreality.com backslash allright-mary. You can also email us at Podcast at gmail.com, or you can find me on Twitter at Also one or Instagram at johnnyalso
0: and you can get more of me on my podcast In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance, or my podcast with Nick Kachanov, as mentioned earlier, Best Supporting Podcast, where we queen out on Best Supporting Actresses. Uh, you can get more of me on Twitter at Colin Rucker, Instagram at Collins Rucker underscore, and you can get more of both of us, including a bonus episode every single week at patreon.com backslash
1: Mary. There you go, Mary. Uh, well, we have a fabulous... Uh, Last Chance Lip Sync this week, dedicated to not just Violet Tchotchke as our burlesque winner this season, but also to just drag performers in general, and uh, performers in general, uh, I think it's appropriate, uh, especially in this season, when you have two generations, right, you have the younger generation and the older generation, basically saying the same thing, which is I want to be loved by you. So yeah. this is uh, the iconic Betty Boop. Uh, uh,
0: Matreon alum Mae Questall <laughs> as Betty Boop.
1: Singing I want to be loved by you, which is a fabulous burlesque number. Uh, so we hope you enjoy it. And we hope you have a fantastic week. And we'll see you next time with something awesome. Ooh, so yeah.
0: I'm not one of the greedy kind All of my wants are simple I know what's on my mind I'm not resting until I find What would make your eyes listen with joy Listen, big boy Love by you, just you, and nobody else but you. I wanna be loved by you, love. I wanna be kissed
1: by you, just you, nobody else.